Hello, wherever you are listening to us, I hope you are staying safe and doing well. I am Hari Arkli and this is today's Tech Briefing. Later in the program, I will be speaking to Neil Shah, Research Vice President at Counterpoint Technology Market Research, about how Apple is taking its privacy strategy to the next level. That's after these headlines. Infosys was panned yesterday after the new version of the Income Tax Department's portal that the IT company built didn't work for many users. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman took to Twitter to pull up the company, pointing out her Twitter feed was full of complaints and grievances. Infosys's co-founder and chairman Nandan Nilekani replied to the minister's tweet promising that the system would stabilize during this week once the company irons out what he called initial glitches. The new e-filing portal will ease the filing process and enhance end-user experience, he wrote. Google will let rival search engines appear for free for users to select them to be the default search engine on Android devices in Europe, Reuters reported yesterday. This is part of Google's commitment to EU antitrust regulators two years ago. The step comes at a time when the 27-country European Union is considering rules that could be introduced next year to force Google, Amazon, Apple and Facebook to ensure a level playing field for competitors. Google's Android OS runs on about 85% of the world's smartphones. Most of the rest are Apple's iOS devices. Google had said in 2019 that rivals would have to pay via an auction for appearing on a choice screen from which users select their preferred search engine. The decision to allow rival search engines for free follows a 4.24 billion euro or 5.16 billion dollar fine handed out by the European Commission, the EU Antitrust Authority in 2018. The Commission had fined Google for unfairly using its Android software to consolidate the dominance of its own search engine, according to the Reuters report. America's Senate approved a massive science and technology bill yesterday to boost US competitiveness with China, The Verge reports. The US will now invest billions into emerging technology industries like artificial intelligence, semiconductors and quantum computing. The bill, titled the US Innovation and Competition Act or USICA, builds off a previous proposal from Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called the Endless Frontier Act. Endless Frontier was lauded as one of the first big bipartisan bills to come from US President Joe Biden's administration, but over the last few months it had seen some setbacks, according to The Verge. In its current form, the bill provides $52 billion for domestic semiconductor manufacturing as well as a 30% boost in funding for the National Science Foundation and $29 billion for a new science directorate to focus on applied sciences. E-commerce company Flipkart's wholesale entity in India and Ace Turtle, an omni-channel enablement platform, have set up a joint venture company which has secured licensing rights for Toys R Us and Babies R Us in India through a strategic arrangement with WHP Global, the controlling shareholder of Toys R Us. With this arrangement, these toys will now be available to consumers online through sellers in India. Flipkart will use its reach and expertise in technology and customer experiences with Ace Turtle's omnichannel technology enabling buy online and ship from store, pick from store, endless aisle and other technological innovations. In 2020, the toys category on Flipkart's online commerce site grew almost 100% according to the company. In startup news, Whatfix, which helps customers more easily adopt cloud software and digital technologies, has raised $90 million in its Series D round of funding led by SoftBank Group's Vision Fund 2. Other investors who joined the round were 8 Roads Roads Ventures, Sequoia Capital India, 
Dragoneer Investment Group, F Prime Capital, and Cisco Investments. Watfix, based in San Jose with offices including in Bangalore, has now raised $139.8 million to date, and the company's valuation has increased three times in the past 15 months. The company plans to use the latest funding to continue growing in the US, its biggest market, while stepping up expansion into Asia-Pacific and Europe. In addition, Watfix will invest the funds in product innovation, focusing on artificial intelligence, enterprise solutions, and providing personalized experiences. Apple has made privacy an increasingly central pillar of the messaging around its products and backed it up with its engineering prowess, from getting app developers to be more transparent about how their apps collect and use data, to designing more powerful chips that can do more on the devices themselves instead of sending data to the cloud. To understand this better, I spoke to Neil Shah, Research Vice President at Counterpoint Technology Market Research, who recently wrote about how Apple is targeting tens of billions of dollars more in revenues through this strategy of offering more privacy to users while protecting and improving its own ability to monetize these new privacy features as well as its users' data within the Apple ecosystem. Here's what he said. So, uh, Neil, uh, uh, welcome to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for making time for this. Um, so you've been uh, uh, tracking uh, developments at Apple for quite a while and, and you've written about the company as well as part of your research. Uh, maybe to start with, if you can just tell us about some of the highlights from WWDC that uh, stood out for you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me here, Hari. Uh, always a pleasure to listen to your podcast. Uh, so, uh, from a WWDC perspective, I think this was uh, one of the m- more important WWDC as uh, if you look at Apple pivots to uh, a new Mac OS operating, uh, Mac uh, OS experience based on the new Apple Silicon. At the same time, uh, Apple is tightening a uh, lot of privacy controls across uh, the devices, across the platforms, across the apps, across the services. So I think that has been the biggest highlight uh, of WWDC. Uh, apart from that, there are some uh, very uh, important health, uh, Apple health updates, which also stood out, which uh, also I would say would drive Apple ahead in terms of uh, variable-based healthcare uh, in future. So these are the two most, uh, I would say, interesting uh, announcements regarding, one is regarding privacy, one is regarding updates to Mac OS, which is optimized for new Apple Silicon, and third is the Apple Health Service. I mean, the the, the privacy features also kind of jumped out at me, and uh, I guess, I mean, Apple CEO Tim Cook, uh, not only the face of the company, but also, I guess, the spokesperson-in-chief when it comes to privacy, and uh, as you know, he wrote an open letter back in 2014. Yeah. you know, uh, you know, uh, talking about how Apple is focused on privacy and so on. And in recent years, it looks like Apple has uh, made privacy even more of a central pillar of all its messaging around its products and so on. So uh, give us a bit of uh, you know historical perspective here and explain what this strategy is about. Sure, absolutely. So if you uh, compare there are like just two uh, ecosystems or platforms in mobile mobile world, right? One is Apple and one is Google uh, offering Android, right? So if you look at uh, what would actually differentiate uh, Apple away uh, from Google, right? One was obviously the premiumness and uh, 
uh, uh, feature-rich or uh, very smooth to smooth UI-based uh, operating system and a bigger app store, quality app store. That was one, but that is not enough because that could be easily caught up. But what Apple has done over the years is uh, has been very privacy focused. So that it has created into one of its differentiator. And privacy and security, why it is important uh, for Apple users, because most of the Apple users, if you look at, are fluent and uh, premium users compared to the overall 3.5 billion Android base. So Apple understands that it has cornered uh, a very important chunk of the market. And those uh, individuals uh, at some point are more interested in privacy than others. I'm not saying that all the others do, do not, but it's even more important for uh, more of these affluent uh, users. And I think Apple turned it into more of an advantage for them uh, and a differentiator and starting to talk about privacy. And since uh, it has an advantage from business model perspective and the vertical integration perspective, right? Business model perspective, Apple has the biggest differentiator versus Google. Google is an advertising company. And everything Google does is by collecting more and more user data and sharing it with its marketers for them to target the ads better to its Android users. But Apple does not have those ambitions because Apple makes mon more money from uh, high margin hardware and applications and services. So that is where Apple's biggest differentiator is, and that's why it could easily uh, go with the privacy and security narrative because it wants the data not to leave the ecosystem, and it can be the perfect wall garden for them. And if you look at uh, why Apple has been doing this, obviously Apple thinks very strategically in a very long term. So it already is thinking about what is going to happen in like 2020, 2028, 2030, how, uh, uh, how Apple would look like. So when they started this privacy-focused uh, narrative, they, I think they, Tim Cook and team had in mind that what is coming down the lane by 2020. So uh, if you look at how Apple has transitioned uh, from uh, privacy in one particular facet of, of its platform to the entire platform services, and now Apple is taking it into an advantage and converting into privacy as a service model that is uh, so now it can monetize privacy and it can uh, actually generate a lot of revenues uh, from not only uh, selling privacy as a service but also cornering the advertising opportunity which huge advertising opportunity it has within its app ecosystem hmm. so you you in fact wrote about this right i mean recent as recently yeah. as four weeks ago you talked about uh, massive opportunity that Apple is uh, targeting, uh, in fact, uh, as much as $60 billion at a minimum per year by ramping up its own advertising business. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that? Absolutely. So uh, so as I said, one facet of it is privacy as a service where it has launched iCloud Plus uh, and it can monetize uh, the service. And the second is obviously the advertising. So when you, uh, uh, as an Apple, when you look at uh, how how you are building up the platform ground up with privacy and security. You're not letting the data, user data, uh, go out of the ecosystem, go out of the platform to third-party developers directly now. So it is tightening the controls. And once you have the data, but that data is obviously going to uh, Apple also, right? Apple has turned on that a feature where you don't have to share with Apple per se everything. Obviously, uh, Apple would 
add that uh, to give users more control because Apple is also thinking about a narrative here, which is privacy led. It's first party with third party apps, but uh, eventually people, consumers trust Apple more than the third party uh, advertisers, right? So Apple has an advantage here where it could use all this data and use it uh, not only for advertisement, in-app advertisement, a more classier way and better way of implementation of advertising and controlling the entire ad market on iOS because it has the data and it can decide how much data to share and in what way in a maybe in a uh, more way and it can control that targeting to the consumers and at the same time for app developers as well within the app store if you look at app, apple uh, uh, has a program where it can help developers to uh, get more visibility so obviously app, uh, app developers have to pay uh, a few dollars for it but now since it can have more control over the user ecosystem so developers would actually like to pay apple rather than someone else a third party ad engine or facebook or someone like that so uh, basically this is a huge opportunity for uh, apple uh, in terms of uh, making it a more wall garden advertising ecosystem and uh, if you look count uh, almost a billion users right and with billion users if uh, if you uh, count at least a uh, two dollar of arpu uh, or maybe uh, if you look at facebook or google they have uh, on an average two to three dollars uh, average revenue per user right so even if you multiply that right per month so that comes down to almost uh, uh, billions of dollars in tens of billions of dollars and you can scale it across uh, the platform across different properties and obviously Developers uh, will pay a top dollar, or marketers will pay a top dollar to Apple compared to Google or Facebook. So that uh, multiply has a huge multiplying factor to uh, or upside to Apple's opportunity here. Hmm. Even before uh, iOS 15 happens, Apple's been uh, uh, releasing a lot of privacy-related uh, features, right? I mean, I guess most recently with 14.5 update. There was this app tracking transparency feature that I think uh, Facebook's uh, Zuckerberg, uh, he was vehemently opposed to this. Right. It was a public campaign that he kind of went on. Uh, so I guess uh, in, in some sense, some sense, Apple is also walking the talk, right? With the with the backing it up with, with the engineering and with some really cool features. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I, I think that is all well planned. I, I always say Apple is uh, a bold and a brilliant company. Uh, so even if it monetizes, it's okay. Uh, but it also gives users more control over its data. And all the different features you saw uh, since 14.5 update, uh, which step by step uh, locks out all these third party advertising engines and players, uh, which were actually uh, using the data and tracking the data uh, very closely and trying to connect the dots with other parts of other facets of your life and building a social uh, as well as a knowledge graph uh, for every user, right? So they can attract more marketers. So with, with all these different controls and what also was announced yesterday, so if you look at carefully, Apple has been carefully planning this uh, privacy narrative so at some point it can monetize it uh, and also give user 
uh, more sense of trust. So if Apple wants to disrupt the market by adding your driver's license or your any card to the wallet, right? Uh, people are not going to trust from day one. So it had to had this build this foundation of privacy, offensive privacy narrative over the last few years for users to trust. Okay, I can put my driving license over there. I can put my insurance card over in the wallet, right? So it doesn't happen overnight. So that is a masterstroke for Apple, which they have done. Hmm. And I guess on the other side, they have continuously added the features to make the whole product and the ecosystem more compelling for people to keep on using it, right? I mean, I guess in the sense that the messaging is that why would you want to go outside the Apple ecosystem if you're a, an iPhone user or an iPad user? Yeah, yeah, a very good point. I think that is also one of the key differentiators for locking in users into the ecosystem. I mean, it, you know, it came to my mind that uh, with FaceTime, for example, now you can send a link and have people who use Android phones or Windows devices also join FaceTime uh, calls and things like that. I mean, that was, I think, that will happen with iOS 15, right? It's not currently; it's not there. No, it's currently not there, and Apple denied anyways to create an app on Android ecosystem for FaceTime. So this is a in-between way where uh, actually the Android based uh, advertising engines cannot actually under track what is happening over the FaceTime and stuff. So uh, it's it's also a clever way of protecting privacy, mm. but also expanding the use case of FaceTime beyond uh, iOS ecosystem. Mm. And also from an engineering point of view, uh, building in things like uh, making Siri do much more processing uh, in device and not sending data to the mm. cloud uh, I guess that's also another sort of significant uh, advancement in in the way Apple's trying to differentiate its products, uh, even from a pure engineering standpoint, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So obviously, we have seen over the last couple of years there have been a lot of privacy-related issues where uh, where all these even Apple was not spared. Uh, there was there were uh, accusations where this data was actually being listened by third-party uh, providers to extract insights out of it, right? And uh, it actually goes against Apple's privacy narrative, right? So it makes much more sense to make Siri uh, more on device. But the, 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 the thing is, uh, obviously the audio which you are speaking, right? To activate Siri and what you are, your search term is not leaving the device, but actually the action is still leaving the device. Mm hmm. And, and I guess uh, on, on the whole, uh, uh, Apple has been uh, steadily ramping up its uh, services uh, business as well. So, right, I guess, and this iCloud Plus in some ways is, is an extension of that. I mean, the way you said uh, it's now ready to monetize privacy as a feature. So, yeah, as I said, it was all planned. <laughs> Hmm. So for Apple to, if they wanted to have a digital wallet uh, on steroids uh, with such a, uh, like put your personal information to even iCloud uh, for some privacy related features, at least right now for the first party apps, like mail and uh, uh, for uh, Safari and so forth. Uh, so uh, I think uh, privacy as a service is something what Apple can uh, add to its bottom line as well as top line because 
this is uh, pure profit, I would say, for Apple. Uh, obviously, there goes some engineering, but you can scale it out much faster. Uh, and at the same time, give users more option to not download third-party VPNs and so forth. Because again, third-party VPNs, you don't know where the data goes, mm. even they, if they say it's encrypted. Mm. And you mentioned uh, at the outset uh, some of the healthcare-related features. So Apple is now ready to take its whole privacy narrative to the level where it can say that you can trust us enough to the point where you can put your health data on, you know, in the iOS ecosystem. So what were the things that, that you saw that were significant? I think a uh, couple of things. Uh, healthcare as a service is another huge opportunity for Apple. And there is no company in the world which has end-to-end -end control over data as well as uh, service, right, from sensors on your body to cloud, right, where the data goes. So mm -hmm. it's it's in a very unique position, Apple. And the features which stood out uh, obviously was sharing medical records. That was the highlight. So now you can share your uh, medical records uh, with your loved ones, with your physicians. And uh, obviously there is a limit to it. You initial release, or I think two or three people you can share it with. But imagine in next five years as it beefs up and users are sharing more and more of their records with their physician, uh, they can uh, track uh, all of your uh, trends, they get alerts immediately and they can respond, which was not possible right now. Right now it's more reactive right, than proactive, right? Of healthcare management. Mm -hmm. So I think that that is a very key uh, feature. Uh, and at the same time, uh, Apple also added uh, uh, healthcare trends within it, where you can actually track uh oh, entire uh healthcare and fitness profile uh over the time one month or six months and it also tells you uh high or low uh whether you are uh, your uh, activity is low or high what you need to do some recommendations so it is becoming more like fitbit right uh, more advanced like fitbit uh, is and uh, i think that is very interesting Another uh, uh, use case, uh, another app feature which I liked about is uh, the uh, walking uh, walking health uh, features, right? So that uh, with use of AI and uh, all the different uh, metrics on the sensors, it can actually say, uh, are you going to fall or not? Because uh, there's like more than 40 million uh, people fall every year. Right, and the injuries are uh, from minor to even very severe. Right, so if Apple can help different users based on how you walk, your gait, uh, that you might, you are on a very high risk profile of falling. Right, uh, you can take preventive measures. So it's it's I think it's a huge, it's a great feature. Hmm. I mean, in the future, it looks like there's going to be a, a, a much more extensive Apple ecosystem that is going to be present in every aspect of a person's life and and if at some right. point apple builds uh if, if they build an electric car and with the increase of uh, so many non-invasive sensors on the healthcare front it could be that uh, you know uh, you you people are going to use apple in in ways that we are not even imagining now i mean i guess that's one of the usps of apple right you 
they come up with products that you didn't know that you needed <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh, so how i see this as if you have 24 hours in a day right where all apple can influence your life right mm. whether it while you are traveling in your car or while you are uh, working in in your enterprise right or while you are communicating with your loved ones right uh, or you are sleeping even right so it also tracks sleep health and even when you wake up uh, now it has meditation features right so for mindfulness so mm. uh, apple is trying to uh, control not control i would say control is a wrong word but trying to influence every aspect of your life and see where it can improve it uh, with its products and services and at the same time uh, and obviously it's a for profit company where it can monetize in every facet mm. sounds good uh, this this was really really good uh, thank you so much again uh, neil for making time for this call yeah, thank you very much ari for having me that was neil shaw of counterpoint research that's it for this briefing you can find all our podcasts on forbesindia.com and on your favorite podcast apps I'm Hari Arkali. Thank you for listening.